everyone. Welcome to Inside the Garage. I know it's been a while, but we are back, and I want to do more of this because there's so many conversations that I have on the road in the NASCAR season that I think are just so meaningful, and I've really gotten back into podcasts, listening to a bunch of podcasts, and mainly what interests me is is hearing drivers opinions and being able to hear a full conversation if you follow me on twitter you'll know that i post a lot of interviews and and feature segments with drivers but in short quantities and in small numbers so this is my opportunity to give you a chance to sit down and listen to a little bit more of a lengthy conversation in its full length and really be able to capture the essence of the personalities in NASCAR. Since we're heading back to Phoenix Raceway, it's a big, big market that we're focusing on this year, especially with that championship race they are hosting for the first time in November. I had the chance to not really sit down, but ride on a segue. It was a very different interview style than before. Ride on a segue with Julie Giese, track president of Phoenix Raceway, talk all about the renovations, Upcoming race here, which is coming up this week, in addition to hosting that championship race, a very, very, a lot of pressure to host the championship race, so Julie Giese, she's got a lot on her plate, and I really wanted to sit down and go over all of that before things get super hectic here in Phoenix, so enjoy my conversation with Julie Giese, track president of Phoenix Raceway. All right, Julie, so first of all, Phoenix is such a unique racetrack. What makes this venue so unique and, and easy to promote for fans? Well, I, I think if you look at what we did with the modernization project, which we opened in November of 2018, it's all about the fan experience now. You can really make this whatever type of experience you want. You can sit in the grandstands and watch the race. You can go into the infield, be part of Gatorade Victory Lane, walk into the NASCAR garages, and, and just really find your own way around this place um, and explore. We've got Wi-Fi from the moment you walk in the gates, which is a huge thing these days. So it's just a lot of fun, uh, and we really, really key in on that fan experience so that you can make it your own. $178 million renovation. I know that was a big project for you guys. What kind of impact have you seen on the renovation, and what are some of the positives you can take away from that? Well, I think the biggest impact is what's coming in November. I think um, getting the NASCAR championships was a, a direct correlation to the fact that we have this beautiful facility now, and it is a facility that we're that the industry is proud to promote. Uh, but if you look at even just from a, a ticket sales perspective and, and excitement in the in Phoenix in the state of Arizona uh, that they have this beautiful facility now. We've always had great racing here. Now we have the fan experience that matches it. You talk about West Coast and being so important. The, the West Coast venue, I know NASCAR is trying to promote even more and more. What's it like, you know, grassroots marketing here in the West Coast, especially the Phoenix area, which is a different demographic than you get, you know, around the country? It is different, and I think that, again, goes back to that fan experience. Here, people in this market aren't going to probably always sit in a seat. We have our avid race fans that we absolutely love and could not would not be here without them, um, and they are, are just truly tremendous to us. And then you have some of the, the more casual fans that want to come out and just see what it's all about and that you can be here and, again, you can go hang out at the Miller Lite Beer Garden or go out to the food courts. Um, there's a whole lot of different things that you can do, and it appeals to everybody. So that's really important for us. Like, we want to make sure everybody understands it's, a, it's, an ex it's whatever experience you want it to be. And we've got a lot of loyal race fans in this market. There's a lot of short track fans and dirt track fans <laughs> that love coming out here. You talk about how it's such a unique fan experience for everyone. It seems there's something for everybody. 
it's no longer the case where fans are just going to sit in the stands and watch a race. So how difficult was it the past couple of years figuring out ideas to make the fan experience, you know, more catering for everybody? Well, and, and I think that's what you're, you talk about. We can cater to almost anybody now. And NASCAR has always been about access. That is what our sport does best. You can get close to the drivers. You can get close to the teams. Um, and so what we did really as we worked on this project, it was, okay, how do we take that to the next level? What is even more access than they're already getting? And that's what that infield experience does. You can, again, walk into those NASCAR garages. Even if you're not a race fan, walking into the garages and the drivers and the race cars are right there, the teams are working on them. It's like walking into the locker room. Yeah. You don't get to do that in other sports. So for us, it was really about what else can we do? How can we bring them even closer to the action? And I think Gatorade Victory Lane is another part of that. You get to be like two feet away from the winning car as it's pulling in and you're getting wet with Gatorade and <laughs> hats are being thrown out. It's just a whole lot of fun. This is something unique. We're hitting the banking here. We are hitting the banking three. here. <laughs> um, it's starting to get a little steep. I know. I'm like, you're on the low end there. I know. <laughs> but we talk about the segues and doing different things that, you know, you, you have access to at a racetrack. What some of those ideas of just not even racing related, but doing things like the segways, how have you seen those results pay off? You know, I think for us, it's all about getting new people out here. And um, certainly we want race fans out here, but I, I just want people to come out and see what we've done. Because when you drive over the bridge on your way up here, that view is remarkable. You can't beat that. <laughs> and then you walk up and you're like, wow, this is like, I had no idea. And just to get that interest and intrigue, that's what we want. Because then they're going to ask questions. What else can we do? What are we, you know, what other things do you have here? Uh, can we rent a room for a Christmas party or a, like a, other uh, office events? And that's what we want. We just want to get people out here to see what we do. I'm telling you, this banking is getting steeper and yeah, steeper as we go. Uh, it looks like we're going to move the golf cart down <laughs> finally, right? Yeah, you, like, you got the higher banking. I know. Too. I'm like got a serious lean on right <laughs> I know. now. So we talk about the renovations, we talk about all the different changes you guys have made. We're heading towards the start-finish line, which was something completely new and different, changing the location Change, of that. Yes. Where did that idea just first start? Well, so the, the, the reason for the, the start-finish line change really had to do with our fans again. And um, we used to have the start-finish line behind us right where we just passed. And we had grandstands there. Those fans sat in the sun for hours. It's mm -hmm. a south-facing um, grandstand, metal bleachers, just not a great experience when you want to sit in a seat for three hours. So we, we um, repositioned the grandstands into the dogleg. And as you can see, like every, all the seats are in the shade now. Yeah. So it's a much better experience. Well, so we, re we moved the seats around. Well, you can't really keep the start-finish line in an area where there's no grandstands. So we moved the start-finish line right before the dogleg. Uh, we're the only start finish line that's essentially in a turn um, and it's right before that what we think is the most exciting turn in racing with the dog leg and the dive bombing that happens here oh you guys have done a great job i'm already picturing it now you look at how wide it is right here but to see those cars fan out five six wide it was a great move. Yeah, the view from the grandstands of those restarts are <laughs> absolutely tremendous because you hit that start finish line and they are like seven eight nine wide and especially the truck race is fun because they're bottoming out mm -hmm. so you've got some sparks that are popping up it's just it's a really cool experience and you don't get that other places yeah we're crossing the start finish line now we are. and the start finish line how about that all right that's the lap right there but we talk about finishing first and something that's going to be ultra important come november is the driver finishing 
first in that championship race, which you guys now get to host. Mm -hmm. When you first heard the idea, you guys were going to host a championship race, what was the immediate thought that ran through your mind? Really? <laughs> um, and then I'm like, well, this is awesome. Let's yeah. start planning. I, you know, I worked at Daytona for 14 years, and we had the, the, the pleasure of putting on the Daytona 500 and all the things that go along with that. Like, my, my creativity just started to go on all the things that we can do out here and all the things that we can do in the community mm -hmm. leading up to championship because this is a community that hosts Super Bowls and Final Fours and All-Star Games. Like, this, we do big events, yeah. and we do them well. So to me, it was just like, okay, let's go. Like, let's put the helmet on and start start driving because it's we, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. You talk about putting on big events. Every single weekend here is a big event, but the championship race is going to be big. I know you've had almost like you sit down, all the employees in a war room, just go over ideas. What were some of the ideas that you guys are thinking about for championship weekend? Uh, there's so many different things. That's the that's the problem. There are like <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of things that we can do. What not and, to choose, exactly. right? Exactly. And it's like, okay, how do we, like, what is, what is right for this market? What is right for this industry? How do we do right by... Uh, the industry and for the, giving us this opportunity and, and for us and I've said it like I want to make it incredibly difficult for NASCAR to want to move this championship because yeah. we have the support of the industry the community our partners our race fans um, our race fans deserve this race like we are so proud that we get to host the championship for them and they get to be a part of that um, so for us the ideas are endless like that's I we, we've talked about it. like we could do a hundred things pretty good but we want to do like a dozen things really really well and knock it out of the park yeah you talk about championship week it, obviously a lot of pressure with that you, you kind of mentioned how when you first found out you know it's like let's do it is there pressure hosting a championship race I'm sure there is but how yeah. much pressure is there there's a lot of pressure and a lot of it I think is is self-made yeah um because we want to do well like we want to put our best foot forward um and again we just want to do right by everyone that was that made this decision and show them that they made the right decision um but then again this community and our race fans i i want to make sure that they have just an absolutely memorable event like it's the championship yeah. like that's just you don't get to do that all the time no. and for the, our race fans to have that opportunity to be part of the celebrations to be part of history essentially uh, that's important for us so um, yeah there's a lot of pressure but it's <laughs> but it's a good pressure because if you didn't feel it like that doesn't push you to to like do new things and strive for better yeah we talk about November but you still have a race coming up in a couple of weeks yes how much preparation you talked about you're gonna be super busy not even gonna be able to go to a race how much preparation goes into putting on a NASCAR event in general? A lot of preparation. Our run from November to March is, is fast. Mm. March comes up really quickly after that November <laughs> race weekend. Um, and for us, I mean, we're, we're constantly in planning mode and prep mode. And, and right now we're 30 days out, it's execution. Like we are, all of our advertising is running. We're working on finalizing pre-race entertainment. Uh, we're working on different parking things. Um, and really just starting to respond to requests and, and what people need to make sure that they have a good race experience. We're working through turn one here mm -hmm. at Phoenix Raceway. This is so cool. I've just, I've never done this before. Yeah. You can kind of see where the uh, traction compound was laid mm -hmm. down. You, that's pretty wide uh, racing groove. But we talk about partners and, and working with the tracks. How often are you looking for new partnerships in, in racing? I know NASCAR and racing in general is very heavy on sponsorship. Absolutely. How 
uh, often are you looking for that and, and how important is it to find the right brand for you guys? Well, we're looking every minute of the day. <laughs> um, uh, sponsorship, like you said, that's what this series and this industry is built on. Uh, you see it on the cars, the drivers, the racetracks. Uh, it's, it's the heart of what we do aside from our race fans. So it, we're always looking and to me, like to find the right partner, we just want a partner who's passionate and has a has an interest in what we do and wants to help us activate, wants to help us grow, but vice versa. We want to be able to help that sponsor grow. I mean, that's why they're partnering with us. They have objectives and goals that they want to accomplish as well. And that's what makes it fun because we obviously have our goals that we need to accomplish here, but then you you uh, layer on what the partners want. You get to do so many different fun things in the marketplace and things that you never think that you'd be doing at a racetrack, but because a partner's involved and they're going to bring that idea to you, you get to do a lot of fun things. It seems like you've got it all figured out all planned but this being a track president it's kind of you're kind of new to the game but you seem to have taken this role you know so well in your first few years how has it been acclimating to the job and and you know just just working as a track president well i appreciate that <laughs> um it's like what the duck you know like yeah. calm above like swimming like crazy underneath <laughs> um but it, it's it's been a lot of fun i'll tell you what like the phoenix raceway team is the best in the business and i'm surrounded by a lot of really great talented passionate smart individuals um, that really are what makes this place work they are the heart and soul of what we do um, they they work long hours and they truly love being here. So that's made my job a whole lot easier because you have a group of people that are surrounding you that truly love coming to work every day. And we talk about Rattlesnake Hill behind <laughs> us, that's completely unique. How do you market that? And just, you know, not many times you get to sit and watch an NASCAR race on top of basically a mountain. Yeah, absolutely. That's to me, that's iconic. You know, when when you look at different things to help promote your what separates you from some of the other racetracks, the hillside is is a big part of it because again, just bring your chair, bring your tent, and you can hang up there and just enjoy the race weekend. So, it, it, and again, it goes back to what I was saying, where you can make this experience whatever you want it to be. Mm -hmm. So, if you want to hang out on the hillside, go for it. I mean, we've got the tiered seating up there, so all you have to do is bring your own chair and pop up tent if you want it, and you're good to go. There's literally so much you can do at Phoenix Raceway. Just all right, Julie. I think. That was the slowest lap ever recorded Probably. here at Phoenix, but you know what? It was the coolest lap. Lots to look forward to with this track, so I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for being out here. Julie Giese, president of Phoenix Raceway. Make sure to check out the race in the spring and, of course, championship in November. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Julie. I know that was uh, definitely a very fun conversation to have with her. She's great, and the entire staff at Phoenix Raceway, they work so hard, so diligently to get not only the spring race together, but that championship race. I know for one thing, I know we haven't seen it yet, but they are going to put on a fantastic show. Very proud to be able to call Phoenix Raceway a home track for me now, and uh, it, it all starts up with the leadership of Julie Giese putting that track together, making it the quality racetrack that it is today, and I hope you heard in that conversation how much work and how much preparation goes into not only the spring race, but the championship race, marketing, all that. There's so much that people don't realize what it takes to put together a NASCAR event. That's what I hope you got out of this conversation. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time on Inside the Garage.